Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, everybody, to the early live. We are live right here on Sports Grid on a Tuesday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside. There is a lot to smile about this morning, Donnie. How you feeling, my man? Yeah, feeling good. Uh, draft coming up shortly here. The Philadelphia mm. 76ers with a clunker last mm. night. But yeah, there's a lot to smile about. So let's get it started. Mm. Man, Donnie, you know, yesterday we made some history. We made some history yesterday, Donnie. Uh, For the first time good. ever. A team that began the season as the NBA title favorite proceeded to go on and win zero playoff games. The Brooklyn Nets swept by the Boston Celtics. At least KD showed up to this one, but it wasn't enough as the Nets are the only team, Donnie, to be swept in this postseason. Games, or excuse me, series that were most likely to go seven games, probably at the top of the list, the Celtics and the Nets, and it ended in four and a thud. But we did tell you yesterday that Kevin Durant would go out in a blaze of glory, and that's the only thing you should worry about in this game. 39 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. Wasn't good enough as the Celtics once again beat the Brooklyn Nets on their home court. Amazing. So what did I say about in the NBA where amazing happens? That was amazing mm-hmm. that the Nets got swept out in round one. A stunner. Uh, it was actually the shortest pre-series price of all of the eight opening round matchups there. And yes, the final Durant numbers were gaudy. Thank goodness he didn't finish with 11 attempts, but... He was still wildly inefficient, shooting 13 of 31. Uh, Kyrie was touch and go and team and kind of trying to read if he even wanted to actually be out there. Give the Boston Celtics a world of credit. They were awesome in this series. And Jason Tatum with 29, four triples in the clincher. Looks like he is cementing himself as one of the 10 best players in the NBA. They await the winner of Milwaukee, Chicago. There is a lot, a lot to get to from net Celts, but it's not all Donnie that we have to get to here because I don't know, man. I feel like it could be some shaky waters in Philadelphia. 103-88. The Raps force game number six. Yeah, that was an embarrassing performance by the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I did take a look and say, hey, yo, Kev, I like that under 211 and a half, which came in easily, but I would have thought it would in 103-88 Philadelphia 76ers. As for back-to-back games, Kevin, 
They're sleepwalking mm -hmm. through. And this was a team that came into Philadelphia without their point guard and their best player, Fed Van Vliet. And it didn't even matter. The Sixers looked like they expected to roll the basketball out on the court and just easily beat the Raptors. And they were the ones that got smoked yesterday, including a 14-point second quarter. Unacceptable. Really, really bad stuff. And the thing for Embiid, Donnie, we know he's not 100%. Eyes on the beard. 15 points, 7 assists, 4 of 11 shooting. Simply put, that is not good enough from James Harden. The question, that legitimate question is actually, can Harden get to the level that they had once believed he was going to be able to deliver? And how about the Jazz? Man, I thought Donnie made a really interesting point yesterday. The Jazz now kind of um, maybe playing with house money. Lucas back. What do you want him to do? They can't disappoint. They can't embarrass. Wrong. 102-77. They were absolutely horrific in this basketball game. Donovan Mitchell was a minus 38. The radio audience is here on a Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side. This is the early line, Donnie. Looking like the late line out there for Utah. This thing looks over soon. My goodness, man. How do you get beat down that bad? And also, Luca looks like he never missed a beat. Who would have known that he had a devastating injury just a week and a half ago? The guy just picks it right back up in back-to-back -back games, and here we go down the stretch. But come on, Utah. You got to show up at least. And I was trying to play under the guise of, hey, you know what? Now the pressure's off. They can just go out there, relax, and mm -hmm. play their game. Yeah, they relaxed mm -hmm. and played their game yesterday to the tune of 77 <laughs> points. And also, Spider Mitchell getting injured? Eesh, Very relaxed. Nice Very guys. relaxed. Yeah. Yep, 3 exactly. of 30. Three of 30 from three. Super relaxed. Man. No worries in the world from the Utah Jazz. Some award update there. Ja wins most improved player. Uh, ultimately, it's a combination of nobody caring about the award and the ridiculousness of a guy that went number two overall who had won rookie of the year winning most improved. It is what it is. He was expected to win the award pretty uh, early on into the season. A pair of NFL headlines, Donnie. You tell me which one catches your eye more. The Panthers not trading for Baker Mayfield yet as they want to let the opening round of the NFL draft play out or the fact that the Green Bay Packers are seemingly targeting Darren Waller. Yeah, while they're targeting Darren Waller, why not go out and target Tyree Kill, Debo Samuel, and Patrick Mahomes and restart in Green Bay? It's always nice to target other teams' good players when the other team is going like, why would you target my guys? Not even on the block at this point here. Way to go, Packers. Good offseason. Uh, it's, 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 what happened? Did somebody like walk into the middle? Hey, you know we don't have any talent in this like whole pass-catching room? And they were like, Psh. Somebody call the Raiders back, man. Maybe they'll give us Darren Wilder. We just sent him Devontae. Tell him that trade isn't over just yet. Talk about not over just yet. Play nine innings for a reason. The New York Mets getting shut out through eight. How about five in the ninth, Donnie? If you had, if you had over six and a half, what a moment. If you had under seven, it's a push. You sleep easy. How about the Metropolitans, Donnie? 13 and five early season. Yeah, in the ninth inning, too. Terrible defense. They could have shut the door so many times. The Cardinals couldn't do it, but that's the sign of a good yeah. team. The Mets with another W here. Also, we joked a little bit. Max Scherzer's like early struggles with a 3-5 ERA. Seven innings, two hits, one walk, ten strikeouts. Goodness gracious. Next! Next! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Amica Insurance... 
We know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Boy, oh boy. You know, Don, I got to tell you, as this season was progressing, I, I, I knew at some point you and I would be talking about an underwhelming Brooklyn Nets season. It was inevitable because anything less than a championship, maybe a run to the Eastern Conference Finals, was going to breed this conversation. What has transpired in Brooklyn goes, I think, far beyond maybe anybody's expectations. Round one elimination, swept the only team to not win a game that made it into this postseason here it is truthfully the most disappointing collection of stars a team that when they joined up together people thought oh this could be a dynasty they could run off titles this team never even made it to a conference finals they have one one series win in two consecutive years as nearly wire-to-wire title favorites. Donnie, the Brooklyn Nets swept by the Boston Celtics. So much to unpack your initial reaction as we sit here on this Tuesday morning. What happened? How could something like this go wrong? We're led to believe that as long as you have superstars, that will win the day. No matter what playoff position you had, no matter if you were playing in the play-in games, nothing seemed to matter because the thought process was, yay, beating Brooklyn in seven games. Who's going to beat KD and Kyrie four games to three games or beat them in a a seven-game series, first one to four games? Nobody, right? It was eventually going to catch up to every other NBA team where you didn't want to play the Brooklyn Nets in the playoffs. And the Celtics drew that spot by saying, hey, we'll actually go out, Kevin, and win the final couple games of the season because we actually would like to get the highest seed possible when other teams seem resigned to, yeah, we don't really want to play Brooklyn in round one because that's going to be a long, ruling series, and you have to be KD and Kyrie four games out of those seven. That's going to be tough to do. Well, apparently wasn't so tough to do here for the Celtics. So my overall in- initial reaction is, where do the Nets go from here? Because I think we could both agree, once the series hit 3-0, it was a wrap, and you started mm-hmm. to look towards the offseason for the Nets and who they might be able to add. The whole Ben Simmons fiasco. James Harden didn't work out. Kyrie Irving could only play in away games. Kevin Durant got hurt, and we were still led to believe that, ah, just give a couple games, Kevin. They'll get it together. They never got it together, and now let's see if they can get it together in the offseason for another run next year. A run at what? I have no idea, but it doesn't sound like Hmm. an NBA title run. 
the, the thing is, and, and there is a lot to get to for their offseason, but you ask yourself, how did you get here? The blame game. We hear Steve Nash is coming back. That's obviously ridiculous. Ben Simmons is putting, has, has found himself once again with a lot of heat on him. It's understandable so. Kyrie Irving is a deserving target of criticism this morning. But the reality of the Brooklyn Nets situation is that if Kevin Durant was up to his level in this series, we're breaking down a 2-2 series and talking about how important game number five will be. That's the truth of the matter. Kevin Durant, during this regular season, averaged 30 a game on 50-40-90, essentially. Kevin Durant, in this series, averaged 26 a game on under 40% shooting from the field. Unbelievably unacceptable from a star. And I try to go through this, and I don't know which of the four games was the worst performance. Because, Donnie, game number four really made everything else feel that much worse. 39 points on 31 shots. That Kevin Durant, who says, I got to go out swinging, I got to do it because we're in a hole, was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found when this team needed him in game number three. And the truth of it all is, Kevin Durant is of a level, Donnie, where it is okay to expect excellence. We didn't even get good, Kevin Durant, in the first two games of this series. They lost game number one by one. Kyrie Irving was magical. A good Kevin Durant, and that's a win. How about game number two, Donnie? A 17-point lead in Boston. Still not good enough as Kevin Durant, Donnie, was four of 17 from the field. You knew I was going to do this because you know how this is going to go. Everybody but KD this morning is going to catch fire, Donnie. And you ask yourself, how did we get here? It is a long, long answer to that. But to narrow it down to this series, how was this team swept? Kevin Durant was nowhere near Kevin Durant's level. No, and even in that in the, the game that just got closed out, 13 of 31. That's not very efficient here from Kevin Durant. Do you like the overall results with 39 points and nine assists and seven rebounds? Sure you do. Everybody likes that. But at the same time, you know, this team was built on superstars, right? Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant going off in the biggest moments here. And it just seemed to me the way this series was setting up, it's like, Kevin, are we going to need 40 points out of both of these guys every game mm -hmm. for the Nets to have a chance? That's unsustainable here. So you finally get a game where Kevin Durant pushes 40 points, and it still wasn't good enough on your home court in a closeout situation. It could have been easy for the Boston Celtics to go into Brooklyn and say, hey, let's see if we can just steal one of these games, head back to Boston for game five. But that's not what they did. They wanted to go out and close out the this game and this series on Brooklyn's home court, and they did that. So, again, when you're talking about moving on with the Brooklyn Nets, and we'll see where they get priced next year on the FanDuel Sportsbook to see if they can win an Eastern Conference or win an NBA championship. But I think it's pretty apparent here. Salary cap is a way that you can't just go over and steamroll the NBA. Sure, you can have a big three, but you better hit on some of these younger draft picks and these random salaries that you can get around the buyout market in the NBA. Because right now, I look at this team that the Nets have. And, again, if they're just going to go with the big two and then throw in Ben Simmons, it's not going to be sustainable where you need 35-plus out of both of your superstars to win basketball games in the NBA. That's not going to happen here. So I'm looking forward to see what happens. But closing out this series, unless, again, both of these guys, Kyrie Irving and KD, were scoring 40 points, they weren't even going to be competitive enough to even win a game? That's astounding here.
And and the th and the reality of it is as well. You ask yourself, well, how does this Durant performance translate to figuring out what this team is going to be next year? How do they attack their offseason? Well, are we okay to just say that this was a bad series for KD? Because like like Donnie, if this is Kevin Durant moving forward, and Brooklyn's cooked anyway. Ben Simmons can come back, Kyrie can get, can get vaccinated or, or never be in whatever it is. They're cooked. They're absolutely cooked if this is Kevin Durant. And I refuse to believe that this is Kevin Durant because there's no reason for this to be Kevin Durant. People telling me, oh, he's off of an Achilles injury. What? It was three years ago. He had two of his most like best seasons ever over the last two years since the Achilles injury. He rocked up to this series and wasn't of the level. But to be fair, this is not all on Kevin Durant. Donnie, there was a report yesterday that Steve Nash is going to keep his job. And pair that with a quote from Kyrie Irving post-game where he said, I told, basically kind of paraphrases, I'm here for the long run, and it is up to me, Kevin Durant, Joe Sy, and Sean Marks to run this organization. <sighs> Crazy town. Donnie, Kyrie is going to opt out and look for a max contract, and he is basically saying, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to make some decisions here. Who can stick around as a coach? How do we build this roster? Like, Donnie, I don't even know if Kyrie is supposed to be a part of this roster, but it shows almost how we got here. The, the, the lack of control and structure right now in Brooklyn is why Kyrie played only road games. It's why probably we haven't seen Ben Simmons. It's why James Harden is right now in Philly. It's why Jared Allen is in Cleveland. It's why Steve Nash is on the sidelines here. All of this control that they've given Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is understandable. You do that to get them in the building, but my goodness, has it not worked out. No, it certainly hasn't worked out. And what's to say that it's going to work in the future? You're right. This was an organization that once you got KD, once you got Kyrie and James Harden, it was how many championships? Not if we win a championship. How long can this group stay together? And how many can we take down? And oh my goodness, we run New York City now, not the New York Knicks. And now it looks like you're heading into an offseason where you still have two mercurial superstars here at the top which at any moment, Kyrie can say, I want out, I want to retire. Or Kevin Durant just goes, you know what? Didn't work in Brooklyn. Let me find the best possible place for me where I can get back to winning championships. What an off-season ahead here for the Nets. So one thing that you can say is it's not going to be one of those boring off-seasons up in New York. The NBA is going to deliver, as always, this off-season. There's a lot more to talk about here. There's a lot more to talk about in general. you got to keep it right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Sports. We will move on from the Nets after just one more uh, overarching question here. Donnie, of what in the heck is going to happen this offseason? I would say you've got three big things to eye up, and they all become progressively more important. What happens with Steve Nash is one. They've already said he's likely to come back. I do think there's going to be more heat put on Brooklyn in terms of that situation as time goes on. Two, what happens with Ben Simmons? Does he want to come back? Is he okay to come back? Does Brooklyn want him back? And three, and most importantly, although this might be uh, irrelevant if Kyrie Irving is truly making all of the decisions in Brooklyn, will this team pay Kyrie Irving a five-year max extension that at some point we'll see him making over $50 million a year. Those three things, Donnie, all loom tremendously over the head of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets have no choice. If Kyrie wants the contract, he's going to get it because who else are you going to bring in there? Ben Simmons has, what, three years left and like $115 million left on his contract? Who's taking that when it's pretty clear that mentally he's not stable and now physically he can't get himself back on the court? But don't you worry, Brooklyn. As we look right now on April 26, I can guarantee within the next 30 days you are going to see Ben Simmons on a grainy footage video rocking up in the gym, as Kev likes to say, knocking down three-pointer after Mm three-pointer saying, you just wait, Brooklyn, for this next season coming up, and he is going to be amazing only to disappoint again. But to get back to the original point of the Brooklyn Nets, they don't have any. The owner, you got no say. The GM, you got no say. Just sit back and let the superstars handle their business and run the franchise. I am going to simply suggest there is a world, though, where Joe Sy and Sean Marks go to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and say, we did it your way. It did not work even slightly. It led to a bad head coach, and James Harden having to be moved on from and all of these other issues that we kind of found ourselves in. We need to do it our way. And I do wonder, Donnie, if their way is still really paying Kyrie Irving that incredible max extension. That, though, to me, I think is completely up to Kevin Durant. I believe that Durant and Kyrie are super close. I do not know, though, if this relationship of being teammates if this is all going to just be fine because things have been everything but fine since then and the reality is as much as we can think that Donnie remember when the Ben Simmons value was in the toilet and then the Sixers got James Harden Ben Simmons value is still going to be legitimate and you might think ah nobody's going to want to touch Kyrie yeah right no people are going to people if Kyrie was out there sign and trade this that and the third people would love to have a Kyrie Irving. Brooklyn has a lot, a lot of decisions on their plate to make. I do think Durant still holds a lot of the cards in Brooklyn. 
way more than Kyrie Irving does. It's going to make for a fascinating offseason and unacceptable season from the Brooklyn Nets perspective. We'll reset the odds board and talk about what is next for the Boston Celtics, who obviously earn a ton of credit with this series victory here, but it is hard not to all agree that the story right now is the Nets and the collapse that is their season. Though, Donnie, the Nets' collapse would pale in comparison to becoming the first team to blow a 3-0 series lead. Doc Rivers is the king of not closing out a series, Donnie. He has lost seven of the last eight games that he has coached where his team had the opportunity to clinch a series. 31 times, Donnie, he has lost with the opportunity to clinch a series, the most of any coach in the history of the NBA. Pair that, Donnie, with an injured Joel Embiid, and I have no idea what this version of James Harden is, and I don't care if you think I'm overreacting. If you are a Sixers fan, backer, future ticket holder, whatever it might be, you should be worried right now, Donnie, I think, on the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, there is some worry, you know, setting in because this series should have been done. I almost half-heartedly expected that game four where the Sixers weren't going to pull off the sweep. And he said, okay, you can find a team that just doesn't have their fangs out just yet. Ah, we're going back to Philadelphia. We'll be able to handle our business. Well, once they got back to Philadelphia, Kevin, in game five, didn't handle anybody's business here. And this was a Toronto team that should be waving the white flag. Oh, Van Vliet goes down, which again, in game four, keep in mind, Van Vliet only played like 14, 15 minutes in game four. So the Sixers probably should have closed that game out but no big deal Joel Embiid gets another game he'll handle out and figure out how to play with that thumb injury but nobody else in the Philadelphia 76ers seemed like they gave a damn last night and that's an amazing performance because again Kevin we weren't talking about a one-point game a two-point game a three-point spread the way this thing started out the Sixers were favored by eight points and were expected to handle their business they come out and knock down the Raptors in the first quarter which they couldn't okay maybe the Raptors said hey we're in this thing and then you beat them down in the second quarter no the Raptors beat the Sixers down in the second quarter here. I don't know what's gotten into the Philadelphia 76ers where they're just sitting back. I do expect a better effort in game six. And from what we're hearing, quite frankly, Fred VanVleet might not play again in this series. There are no excuses. I would even almost have an excuse if Fred VanVleet never got hurt. Hey, Toronto Raptors, they just rose up and stole a game from the Philadelphia 76ers. But also at the same time, when you're trying to get an even analysis of the Sixers, this can't happen. And maybe it is Doc Rivers. And maybe he's also giving his team a pass. You have to be able to close out games in Game 5 in your building. Why would you extend the series in a worst-case scenario, extending the series here with Joel Embiid with a bad thumb? He needs his rest. He doesn't need to go seven games here, Kevin. No, and that's and, and that's why, Don, I feel like we can't even like talk about a 76ers team from a long-term perspective, right? That feels super difficult to do right now. But like Embiid is injured. So we know that the performance is likely to not be of that level. But Donnie, he's at least out there, as you mentioned. FVV is not. Tobias Harris, 6-16. Six I'm not doing the Tobias Harris rant again about how much money he was paid and how little is expected of him. Tyrese Maxey, 5-14. I get it. I got it. It's fine. I've been asking you about Harden all series long. I do not understand what is going on with James Harden. He is averaging 18.5 points per game in this series. 38% from the floor. He is averaging under 10 dimes a game. Donnie, he rocked up. He rocked up to Philadelphia. And the first game, 27-12-8, game number two, 29-16-10. and 10. 
Donnie, they won the first five games that he played in. He was unbelievable in all of those games. He looked like everything you could ever want. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Donnie, we looked at Embiid and Harden, right? As two guys that would be top 10 players in the NBA. This version of Harden, Donnie, like I'm, I'm talking about like Durant kind of not up to the standard. Look, that version of Kevin Durant is still a top 15 player in the sport. This version of Harden, Donnie, I mean, is he even one of the five best players in the series right now? Like, what's the trust level in Harden, Donnie? Because it seems to be next to zero. Well, for taking over a game right now, I don't think he has really asserted himself to try to do that. And I don't know if he can in this series, but I think he's been adequate. And like you're trying to compare, you know, James Harden, maybe in Houston, where he's the only guy on the basketball team. He has to do everything. That's not the case here. So at least you could say James Harden is trying to sync up with the Philadelphia 76 and say, okay, where do I fit in? I'm still relatively new here. It's Joel Embiid's team. I don't want to go nuts. But these are the type of games where you would like him to step up at home. You know, show 27 points in this game. Show 10 assists and 8 rebounds in a closeout game and really be the backbone when you know Joel Embiid is out there hurting. But he's not the difference in the Philadelphia Sixers not closing this out because you could still go back to the trade between Ben. Ben Simmons wouldn't even be on the court right now, and if he was, wouldn't be helping the Sixers at all. James Harden will have his chances here to step up in these next two closeout games in Game 6 and even if it goes into a Game 7. I'm not pushing the panic button just yet with the Sixers, but the panic button technically has already been pushed with the Joel Embiid injury. Once you found out his shooting hand thumb is injured to the point where it's not going to get better and he will have surgery, the Sixers championship just went out the window with that news alone. So now you're looking for James Harden to turn into Houston James Harden, and I don't know if that's going to happen. But that's... I, th I think that that guy, Donnie, is supposed to be in there. There is no reasonable... Donnie, I understand. He's not going to give you 35 a night anymore, right? But, Donnie, there's no reasonable explanation that Harden can't give you 35 on a night. I, not one that I can come up with here. He came out... Of, like, it's, ah, uh, he's trying to figure out how to fit in with Philly. Donnie, he, 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 his first five games with the Sixers, he looked like he had been there his entire career. It looked like yeah. he and Joel Embiid had secretly been practicing together during the All-Star break. I, I mean, it, it, is, it is something that I truly I, I can't comprehend. And I understand what you're saying. I am not here, by the way, retroactively saying that the 76ers did a bad job making the trade. No, because Ben Simmons wouldn't be playing right now for the Philadelphia 76ers, right? And trust me, Andre Drummond and Seth Curry are not the difference in what this series is. None of that is what I'm trying to put forth. What I'm trying to understand is what happened to James Harden. Like, be, because people, like, people Donnie talked about, like, the conditioning, like, Kevin Durant, remember down in the reports, Kevin Durant, very surprised at the level of shape that James Harden showed up in. That was September, October. Like, it's May, basically, here. Like, is he not in shape now? Is the season catching up to him? I don't understand. Like, you look at these rosters, and I don't think, I hope Raptors fans don't turn this, the, the Sixers roster is markedly better. Don't take that as a slight, Raptors fans. You should be willing to agree. It doesn't mean you can't win the series. And the other thing of it is, Donnie, and, and this is the last kind of thing I'll say about the 76ers here. If this was anybody else, I don't think we're going and having this conversation of, man, I don't know, but it's Doc, it's Harden, it's the way these Sixers seasons have ended. 
that there's just these uncomfortable vibes around what they're putting forward right now. Luka went wild last night, and the Jazz are a mess as well. We'll break it down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mavs Jazz. First quarter, Utah, 18 points. Second quarter, Utah, 18 points. Third quarter, Utah, 19 points. Fourth quarter, they figured it out. They scored 22. This team embarrasses themselves every single year in the postseason. I get it. Teams have bad games. Three of 30. Donovan Mitchell, a minus 38, I believe the worst number I've seen anybody put forward so far this postseason. A hamstring uh, injury in the basketball game. I mean, this Jazz team, this Jazz fan base, Donnie, maybe wants to be put out of their misery next game by the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm sure they're looking to oblige considering Luka has come back. And apparently he was just on a vacation and not injured. 33-13-5. and Goodness me, Donnie, the Dallas Mavericks look phenomenal here in game number five. Yes, they certainly do. But also, I mean, you see the Mavericks with 102, right? And you say, okay, they blew out the Utah Jazz. So figuratively, you should be saying the Dallas Mavericks are the story and Luka Doncic coming back. But I can't take my eyes off of the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday, in the NBA, I'd like to settle my plays up a little bit earlier in the day. First play I picked out was the Sixers-Raptors under 211.5. Worked out perfectly. Next play was Kevin Durant over 28.5 points at a minus 106 price. Worked out perfectly there. Never in doubt. The third play, which I actually have crossed out here, which I didn't go with, was Bogdanovich to go over 18 and a half points yesterday, saying to myself, okay, secondary options should be able to step up in this game. It's a pivotal game five. You know, the winner of this game is going to take control of the series. Let's see what he has to offer. He should be able to get the 20 points. He scored two points in this game. 0 for 9 from the field, 0 for 5 from three-point range, 2 of 3 from the free throw line, and also a minus 37 on the court, only to be outdone by Donovan Mitchell, as you said, minus 38. The story of this is the Dallas Mavericks are a pretty good basketball team with Luka Doncic. The other story is the Utah Jazz seemingly like they are just waiting to say, okay, let's hit 
the reset button on our franchise in the offseason because this really isn't working out. The We'll get to the Mavs in a minute, but Donnie is right. The story, once again, is the team failing, not the team succeeding because the thing with this postseason right now and this season in general is the teams that are failing are very likely going to be excuseless. There's very few teams right now in this postseason that have the ability to look at the scoreboard, it not go their way, and go, look, not our year. We'll be back next year. Like the Minnesota Timberwolves, the New Orleans Pelicans, they'll be fine, right, if this thing goes left. The Raptors, right, Donnie, I guess could be okay if this goes mm-hmm. left. Everybody else, this is really bad news. And Utah especially, because we know things aren't okay no matter what they say. The really interesting thing around the Jazz and this potential blowing up of the core, Rudy Gobert is very valuable. He, he is. How valuable is he to the rest of the general managers in the NBA? Do they view him as valuably as you do? Will you really get the return that you feel like you need to move on from him? What about Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell, right? We, we talk about it, Donnie, a primetime performer. Maybe the better way to say it is Donovan Mitchell certainly is going to shoot it in a big game. 29 shots, 30 shots, 21 shots, 21 shots, 15. Donnie, he has not shot 50% from the field yet in this postseason series. He is shooting 19% from three in this series. Like, we so often let Donovan Mitchell escape because of Rudy Gobert being such an easy target. Donnie, we get to the postseason, and Donovan Mitchell turns into, like, an Isaiah Thomas, the Boston Celtics version. That was mean to go. You get the point, though. But he turns into IT4, essentially, Donnie, on the defensive side of the ball. It is... I mean, it is open season getting to the cup around Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, like They have these two guys that are legitimately top 25, top 20 players in the NBA, but I don't even know necessarily how high the value will be if they look to move on from one, both. I don't think they can stay here, Donovan. Like, the questions in Utah are unbelievable. No, they really are unbelievable. And also, Jordan Clarkson, one of the better six men in the NBA, did play 32 minutes last night, 9 of 15 from the floor, 20 points, so maybe the only bright spot that the Utah Jazz have. But also, let's remember, the series isn't over, right? It's 3-2 Dallas. There's two games left. You're going back to Utah, so maybe they can win on their home court. But then you probably don't even have Donovan Mitchell, as he played 32 minutes last night, was terrible, and then hurt his hamstring. Seems like this hamstring thing is going around the NBA at this point right now, certainly in Major League Baseball. But if you look at the prognosis of the series, it wasn't as if, okay, let's lick our wounds here back in Utah. Does anybody expect the now-led Luka Doncic Mavericks to go into Utah without Spider Mitchell possibly for the Utah Jazz and think that the Jazz are going to rise up in a big moment? They haven't done this for years in the playoffs. And what makes us think that they can even force, Kevin, a game seven back in Dallas? I don't see it happening right now. Now, some crazy things have happened in the playoffs where I didn't think the Raptors would make it back to Toronto for game six. But here are the Utah Jazz. Are they going to relax, Kevin, now that the pressure's off and they're down and Donovan Mitchell's injured? Is this the game that they actually show up? Probably not. The Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic are a pretty good basketball team, and they showed it last night. They'll get a 17-range point lead, and then they'll blow it. Because they'll, right, it'll be carefree, and they'll go, oh, we can't lose this game, and then they'll lose the game. Here's my take on the Dallas Mavericks, Donnie. As we sit here now with them up 3-2, having two games from Luka, they've won two games without Luka, and Doncic looks absolutely fine. 
It's a combination, in my opinion, of an overrating uh, number on the Boston Celtics and a, and a number that doesn't give the Mavs enough credit. I think the team should be booked at the same price. The Celtics have the second-best odds to win the NBA championship. The, the Dallas Mavericks have the seventh-best odds to win the NBA championship, but I can't figure out for the life of me why this is the case. Waiting for Boston in the next round? The reigning NBA champions. The Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ah, but Chris Middleton is injured. You're right. What's waiting for the Dallas Mavericks in the next round, Donnie? The Suns? Or maybe the Pelicans because of how injured the Suns are? And Devin Booker? I don't know, Donnie. I feel like, and, and you, maybe it's, again, maybe Boston's too high. Dallas is too low. My take, though, Donnie, is we reset the odds to win the NBA championship is there seems to be some unquestionable value right now in the Dallas Mavericks at 13-1. to 1. It's crazy. And they're not even supposed to be here at this point where you're factoring them in because you said to yourself, okay, Dallas had a very good regular season, but it's basically the Luka Doncic show. And how far is that going to carry you against very good overall NBA teams in the Western Conference? Talk about the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, and see how they match up because, quite frankly, I don't think they do. But now you're saying, like, okay, Luka Doncic comes back. They should be able to close out the Utah Jazz. Other teams having injury problems, which you hope are behind the Dallas Mavericks here. And maybe that calf injury does stay healthy throughout the rest of the playoff run. But I got to tell you, if the Dallas Mavericks are going to play defense like they did last night, get performances and healthy performances out of Luka Doncic, who says they can't at least give these guys a run for their money? Six games, seven games with the Warriors or the Phoenix Suns, whoever they meet up against here. So not counting out the Dallas Mavericks, where maybe I was counting them out before the playoffs started. Now you reassess and say, whoa, what do we have here if Luka Doncic stays healthy? Because it's clear in a seven-game series, you got to beat Luka four times, and that's not so easy to do. It's not, and Jalen Brunson's obviously, you know, moved to a different level within the NBA space, and this is also, you know, look, give Jason Kidd some credit here. He's been really good for this team. He really has. Now, Dallas played Phoenix three times. They lost all three games. I understand that, but this is clearly not the same Suns team. We have to try and assess the uh, timeline on Devin Booker kind of, you know, uh, on a daily basis to a degree, right? But... Uh, I'm not able to understand how Boston can be so high and that number can be where it is on Dallas. But not only is that because of Dallas, Donnie. Can the Boston Celtics win a title? Yes, they can. They have maybe the best defense in the NBA. Jason Tatum is hitting a top 10 player in the NBA level, right? Smart to DPOI. Jalen Brown, a legitimate number two. Everybody's very happy with Ime Udoka. Other pieces that fill in nicely. Robert Williams will get only, you know, will get healthier as we go on in this postseason. I get all of that, Donnie. They're playing Giannis next round. The best player in the NBA, the reigning defending NBA champions. I, a lot of people from, from my read now, Donnie, is if Chris Middleton is healthy, then people would give the Bucks a chance. Is the way it's starting. Donnie, I'm pretty sure if Chris Middleton was healthy, the Bucks would be favored in the series. I, I feel like I am... Kind of on an island, maybe right now. I don't know where you sit on the potential Celtics Bucks series, but these early numbers here look quite strong on on Boston. 
Yeah, and and rightfully so, no. because everybody's darling, the Brooklyn Nets, who are supposed to win the NBA championship, couldn't even get a measly game against the Boston Celtics. And also, the Celtics have already moved on into the next round, so therefore getting a little bit healthier as we go. But if you're going to line up the Milwaukee Bucks, and even without a Chris Middleton, I still like the Milwaukee Bucks over the Boston Celtics. They're a deep team. They've won before, and they have the superstar that can give you the 35-21 and 21 night that you're going to need and doesn't shy away from the spotlight if Chris Middleton comes back in that series, then they're going to get an added boost as well. But just because Middleton's down, I don't give the Boston Celtics the nod. I still think overall the Milwaukee Bucks are the better team. But the Boston Celtics showed a lot in that series versus the Nets. And also with the claws to come out and say, okay, you know, close game in game one. We pulled it out, came back from game in game two from 17 points, then went on the road and beat Brooklyn both times on their home court to close them out, including a game for Kevin Durant at 39 points. So they can take your best punch and still win games. That's going to hold up here because also keep in mind, they do have home court advantage, which is very important yeah. in the NBA as you start to move on in the process. I like the Milwaukee Bucks still, but I do agree with the Boston Celtics technically being the favorite here in the Eastern Conference as they've already moved on. Here's my, here's a, and I think maybe the bigger problem that I have right now, and I know it's probably, you know, easy for me to say as somebody that has the Miami Heat winning the NBA championship this year, but there, I really don't understand the justification of where Miami is priced and where Boston is priced, and, and to be honest with you, to pull it into the full board of where Golden State is priced, because if you try and jump, ah, oh, yeah, but, you know, Miami's got one more game to play. So we're going to move Miami a full dollar if they close out Atlanta, who they've been kind of bullying all series long. The Hawks got one win. It was by one point. Because, Donnie, Miami's round two matchup is now either the Raptors, they'd be market favorites over, or the injured Philadelphia 76ers. That is an easier pathway than whatever happens in Boston-Milwaukee. Like, Miami will be a bigger favorite in round two than Boston will be over the Milwaukee Bucks. I feel unbelievably confident in that. And Miami, Donnie, will have home court advantage in the Eastern Conference Finals, assuming, of course, they're there, regardless of what happens in Boston-Milwaukee. Like, if you want to talk value right now, and that's the thing. There's some people who try and push this to, oh, there's no value this deep into the market. Outrageous. Awful take. There's tons of value throughout this board right now, Donnie. And Miami, whether it's to win the title or to win the East, I think continues to present it. No, and, and I do see your point of contact there because if you're looking from me, the Miami Heat, to me, are the best overall team here in the Eastern Conference, shortly followed by the Milwaukee Bucks and then the Boston Celtics at this point. But also you have to keep in mind, there is a sort of price point here that you're going to get on the Celtics where they're healthy. They have moved on. The other teams still have to play games. And if there's any consolation in the NBA, less games the better for your team because it seems like each and every series, big-time players are getting injured. So there's a chance that the Miami Heat could get dinged up. The, the Milwaukee Bucks could still get dinged up. The Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid's wrist, I don't know, or thumb could actually get worse. That's why we're seeing the Boston Celtics still favored here like the Eastern mm -hmm. Conference champions. But that is going to change once the Heat and the Bucks move on. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really fun postseason to continue to watch play out. We have three more games on tonight's board. Of course, we'll preview those inside our number two. We're going to have some Major League Baseball preview as well inside our number two. Plenty more to come up right here on the early line. It's Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright Saturday Tuesday morning. We'll be right back after this quick break.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quick segment here before we get to hour number two. We'll have a lot of baseball preview in the second hour, but looking at some of the results last night, Donnie, in Major League Baseball, Rangers beat the Strohs, the Angels beat the Guardians and shut them out. The Mets' big comeback, Bo Bichette with a grand slam, powered Toronto past Boston. Any takeaway from you on last night's Major League Baseball board? I'm still waiting for those bats to heat up. Now, in Philadelphia, the Phillies bats finally heated up, scored eight runs, and that's a total of 10, which easily went over. But look at some of the other games there. Giants-Brewers, 4-2. to two. The Sox and the Jays, which ended up at eight runs here, which needed a grand slam late in that ball game. The Mets, who were down 2 to nothing in the ninth inning, scored five runs there to get at least that game to seven runs. Rangers and the Astros, eight runs combined. Angels and the Guardians, three runs combined. Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, four runs combined. So that under total you're still looking at now, which in the past for me, Kevin, would line up as, hey, man, nine runs. All you get, you get the 10 runs here. Both teams get five. That seems easy. That seems like a ridiculous number now. We're now actively taking games at seven saying, hey, man, Kevin, it takes eight to beat me. That's a ridiculous number. That's not a ridiculous number. In the past, I would do cartwheels when I saw games lined at eight runs going, this is one of the easiest games that you're ever going to have. And it's not the case. And maybe it is just the weather, Kevin, because we have two games today that are still going to be played in 40-degree conditions on April the 26th. Sooner or later, the bats and the temperatures have to heat up, don't they? Yeah, you would think so, Donnie. You would think so. But – To be honest with you, they're playing in a dome in Toronto, and that's not helping Christian Arroyo not ground out into double plays with the bases loaded and uh, this, that, Mm -hmm. you know, and the other, right? So it's kind of been tough to find that balance. One quick thing I will say here is early season, White Sox 6-9, Astros 7-9. We made this point during our Major League Baseball preview show. There's going to be a surprise out there. Right now, if you offered, you know, the odds that one of those two teams is not the division winner, I'd be very, very interested in that. 
We start with some NFL headlines. Hour number two coming up right here on Sports. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.